Going to talk to Liam Birchley and reflect on a marvellous achievement when he went to New Zealand season after season. He was able to win this big race, which is upcoming at Ellerslie on the new track. It'll be the second meeting back on the new track, Jan 27. All these expensive races and the Karaka Million, as the name would suggest, $1 million over 1,200. Queensland have got representation with the Toowoomba horse, Tony and Madison Sears, Bo Dazzler. He was very good last start, uh, second to Spywire at the Gold Coast a week before the Midians. We know Spywire was brave behind Storm Boy last weekend. He just gives every indication that 1,200 metres and further is going to suit him. He's by Ardrossan, and as we said, that sire is related to Incentivise. So, of course, it'll be his first go at 1,200 when he heads to New Zealand. He heads to uh, via Sydney, so he heads down to Gerald and Sterling Alexio's stable today and flies out to New Zealand on Sunday. And Robbie Dolan, who rode him his past two, of course, he won the field and ready two starts ago, will ride him in the big race in New Zealand. That is Bo Dazzler. But Liam Birchley, he's about to join us. And Sister Havana's dash through. Three off the rail to take the lead. From Ice Pin giving plenty. Serio on the inside. Then Irish Jewel Michael. Joe Bell's fast. It's Sister Havana. Sister Havana is Stathy Katsina. Shot clear in the Kanaka Million. They've got it all parceled up. At the line, Sister Havana has beaten, I think, Banshee. Close for third. We had yeah, 2010 right for the brilliant Stathy Katsidis, who we often talk about on this program. Not only a wonderful rider, but just a terrific guy as well. Well, Liam Birchley is joining us. Good morning. How are you going, Steve? Good. By a horse that um, was prepared in Brisbane. And you had, did you have a bit to do with General Nadine? Uh, apart from trying to buy him at the sales, no. <laughs> you did, did you? I know it was an yeah, yeah. interesting story. Tosh Murphy, I think, uh, bought him. And then there was an issue and he ended up staying with his breeder, Ron Ashdown. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I, I actually had Nadine over in America when I was working there. That's why I was interested in him, not not because he looked like him, he, he, because he looked the opposite of him. So, um, and I thought he'd be viable. He had an injury at the time, and he probably would have been viable for most people. But I didn't have a big budget, so I fell fell a few thousand short. Didn't know you worked in America. Which stables did you work with? Yeah, I was assistant trainer to Neil Drysdale for a couple of years over there in California. Did he have any superstar horses or good ones at the time? Oh, he did, he did. Uh, he won a couple of Breeders' Cup uh, races. Uh, he had horses like Prize, who end up standing in New Zealand. Rahi, who was an international super sire. Um, a political ambition, gorgeous. Oh, they're, they're a big, big line of them. It was a uh, very good stable to work at. All dirt racing? Mainly. Uh, a lot of these were turf horses. They were ex ex uh, Sheikh Mohammed horses, so they were grass horses that um, uh, were specifically sort of um, sent for the, in the hope that they would get to the Breeders' Cup type um, level, and uh, you know, quite a few of them did graduate. How did someone like Neil train compared with our trainers, or how you train today? Well, I think it was probably the best thing I ever did, uh, experience-wise, like the as with everything over there, they, they seem to be light years ahead of um, of things, the way they their attention to detail is. Um, they probably do harder gallops, uh, but they do them less often. And um, so like, I have incorporated a bit, like mainly with the two-year-olds, as far as being able to learn how to work them through shin soreness, et cetera, et cetera. 
Um, but, you know, there, there's a lot of... Because, like, I compare it with going to Europe and going to America. You go to Europe and it's a completely different situation. You you train over the hills and down the dales and it, you can't really relate it to Australian racing. So it really, all it does is confuse you. And um, I'm pretty sure that's why there's been a lot of trainers moved to Hong Kong over the years, leading trainers from Europe, and they, they can't cut it because they're just not used to training on that track. Um, it's sort of thing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And, of course, a lot of horses race, so they all race, don't they, on that anti-bleeding product over there, that Lasix? Yeah, well, most of them, most of them do. It, it's, I mean, it's easy to get, get one on it, um, but not every state has it approved, so it depends on which state you're in. It's a little bit confusing. The reason I was thinking it had some connection with General Nadine, so just so I'm clear, Peter Moody ran Bill Mitchell's operation. Did you then take over from Peter, work for Bill? Yes, I did, yeah. You did? I did two or three years there, yeah. In the early 90s, was that, or late That's 80s? That's right, I think, uh, yeah, I couldn't uh, quite tell you on that. Yeah, and Brad Widdop was, was a part of your team too in he Queensland. Was, yeah, I brought Brad up from Sydney uh, to be, be my foreman, and he was just a young young fella at the time, and he's, he's gone on to do quite well. I used to see him at the track. Yeah, not afraid of hard work and, and damn no, good bloke. He is very good. Yeah, lovely fella. And just with Sister Ivana, we we heard that Karakamidian replay there when Starthy rode her brilliantly, box seated, got out at the right time. She was inexpensive, wasn't she? 40000 40, yeah, that's right. Um, oh, she was just a, uh, a like a filly that was sort of made for that type of race. She did get lucky. She drew barrier one, which... Is gold at that start, even though it's a nice big track. You definitely need a gate there. If you don't get one, you've got to go forward or back. He was able to box seat and it made it a lot easier from there. Whereas Damien, when he won his, he he had to manoeuvre a bit, but he gave it a 12 out of 10 ride and and um, and it was able to win from a wide gate. You're referring to Hardline, yeah. And he was just over a hundred, wasn't he? Yes, yeah, I think he was 130, maybe. Yeah, by showcasing. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, of course, should, should Sarge in charge have made it a hat-trick for you or not? Well, there, there was interference mid-race, which did cost us badly. It's impossible to say, but he definitely would have been in the finish for sure. Hayden Tinsley rode him that year in 09. That's right. And he was just over 110. Of course, the McLeans were involved in Sergeant Charge, yep. and you're, they've yep, been big supporters right. of, of your stable for a long time with Archer Park and so on. Yep, exactly. Yeah. But it's a terrific achievement. Um, obviously, how many did you normally buy at, at New Zealand back in those days? Oh, listen, they'd normally only be two or three, and and some of those were earmarked for, for uh, trade horses, you know. We used to sell a few to... To Hong Kong at the time, so not, not everyone we bought there was was aiming for that race. There were quite a few that were just sort of um, bought for trade. This filly can really gallop that you're running in Brisbane on the weekend. I speak of Dream Smart. We were watching him because I, I was on that day. She was supposed to run on Oaks Day at Flemington, and she was scratched. What happened there with Dream Smart? Ah, uh, it, it was just a combination of. A lot of things. I didn't even go down for that race. I went down for the English race, and she should have got a run there, but they brought out some obscure rule that they didn't recognise the trial up here. And um, consequently, she was first emergency and, and didn't get a start. So I, I chose to just wait 10 days and go to Flemington. And 
I presume I was probably, I thought I had a train to the minute and it looks like I was about 20 seconds out. So she just, I think the occasion just got to her a bit. She didn't do anything major. She, she just sort of reared up a touch and then slipped behind and, and sort of sat down a bit. So she was completely uninjured, and, but they obviously had to do what they uh, had to do at the time. And she was specked in the market that particular day. Yeah, well, she galloped at um, Mooney Valley leading into the Cox Plate, and like she she nearly ran quicker than most of the Cox Plate horses. So it was, and that was on her own, out wide on the track, just a two-year-old that hadn't even raced. So I mean, there's plenty of reasons to to uh, be on her. You debuted her a few weeks ago at Durban, and you took on a maiden, but you took on the older horses as well, and she was good from out the back. Yeah, well, we had her in a two-year-old race Sunday, and it didn't fill, so we were sort of left with uh, with not many options, um, with the Magic Millions being on, etc. So we, we decided to go there. Unfortunately, she just overreacted when Michael eased her a bit, and um, she just got the wrong message, and Consequently, ended up a long way out of the ground, but uh, I was obviously happy with the way she finished the race off, but she was probably just left too much to do. Yeah, quick as 600, 400, 200 in that race. Yeah, it was, yeah and nearly for the whole day too, which is a pretty good achievement for, for a city meeting with an unraced two-year-old. Yeah, 34, 68, 11, 60, the last 200. Tell me about the small mm. field on the weekend, back to her own age, Dream Smart, race one. Well, I think the 1,200 will definitely suit her. Um, the smaller field will be in her favour if she's drawn the outside, but I'm not overly worried about that. Um, you know, we'll just have to sort of settle, settle her where she's happy without being too negative and, um, you know, have to let Robbie let uh, sort of judge what, what happens in front of him. He's got a good record of the... I mean, he's a good rider. He's a Group 1 winning rider, but particularly yeah. on youngsters this season. We just mentioned Bo Dazzler and quite a few for Chris Munns. Yep. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a nice young bloke, and he's he's got like he's not worried about him. He's he gets on him, and um, he's got no fear. So that's that's a lot of the it's half the battle with the babies if you're confident with them, and you know they can feel that coming through. So I think that's a big advantage that he's got. Eagle Farm 1200s tick tick. Yeah, well, I would think so. I mean, she was strong on the line the other day, obviously. So. The extra extra hundred should be an advantage. What are you thinking if she runs well here? As many expect Dream Smart, what you may do with her? Well, I'd like to go to Sydney for that uh, English Millennium uh, in a couple of weeks later. So um, that'd be the plan at this point. Is that a million dollars? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. she was sixty thousand. That'd be a good story. Yes, yes. No, it would. Yeah, I think you found her at the English Classic Sale, Liam. Dream Smart. That's right, yeah, that's right. She was in the, uh, I think they call it the highway section or something. But Tell me why you've taken Winkers off. Well, I just didn't really think she needed them. Um, I thought, I had them on basically for when she was thought she was going to go to the valley just to keep her a bit sharper. But, you know, going to the 1200, uh, she doesn't work with them in the morning. So I just think she's, there's, there's, there's no real need to have them on. You're up at the Sunshine Coast, of course, a great place to train. How many do you have in work? I've got, I've only got 22 boxes here at the moment, Steve. So they're they're all full. Okay. 
I was just looking at your record this morning, some of the better horses you had. I mean, Crack Me Up was a, a real fave uh, some years ago, won a heap of races for you. And Annie yeah. Paprika, I thought of her the other day because she had a yearling that went through the Magic Million Star Ring, a Paprika. Yeah, no, she was a great two-year-old. She was a bit stiff not to be unbeaten at two, really. She just fell short in the Magic Millions. Um, but, uh, yeah, we didn't have the best of luck in, in running, even from a good gate, but... Uh, she got beat by feeling ready, beat it, got her, got her on the line, and he ended up coming out and winning the slipper. So you can probably consider yourself a touch unlucky. Yeah, you're not wrong. Was Darren Lockyer the top footballer involved in Paprika? No, he was. He was in another horse. Oh, was called, he? Um, yeah, she she ran second in the Oaks. So I just name just escapes me at the moment, but. Um, yeah, she, she ran second in the Oaks, Darren Sauce. So. Do you know what that youngster went for at the Minions last week from Paprika? Oh, no, I couldn't, couldn't tell you, sorry. I'll look it up. Has she had many foals? Yeah, she's had six or seven now, I think. All right. So, I think she's had a stakes winner, but hasn't had anything out of the box, put yeah. it that way. Also by General Nadine. Yes, she was, yeah. yeah. Missy Longstocking, Pepperwood, of course, fit for purposes, a long list. What's the one that you you have a particular soft spot for at this stage of your career uh, reflecting? Well, obviously, Crack Me Up was a beauty. Like, he won six, and they were all stakes races. Um, Pepperwood was a great old horse. He went till he was 10. You know, I, I really liked uh, Hardline. That did a lot for me because I, I purchased the, the horse off some close friends in New Zealand, and uh, it was a big buzz for them as well. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the ride Damien gave it was just extraordinary. Yeah, we miss him in the saddle, don't we? It's just a situation, you know. We You probably see him every morning, do you, up there? I do, I do, yeah. yeah, yeah he still works on the track, doesn't he? Yeah, he's still just as cheeky in the box as he was on the saddle. <laughs> Lovely to talk to you and reflect this morning. Thanks, Liam. No worries, sir. Liam Birchley talking about Dream Smart, who will be running on. There's no doubt about that. The filly on the weekend, she's got ability. Forget the seventh on debut. Uh, the run had plenty of merit there against older horses in a maiden 1100, which was too short. She had to go back after a tardy beginning, as Liam mentioned, and sectionally very good there. 34 6 8, 22 8 2, 11 6. The only other horse to break 35 in that race was Two Wish, who got back, and it may be worth following. Uh, one of the Huddy horses there, I think it was Tony Gollan, um, the trainer. It's either Gollan or uh, Nishams that train they, a lot of the horses, a few horses for the Huddy. So anyway, two wish may be worth following. But anyway, we'll look out for Dream Smart uh, running in Brisbane on the weekend. But uh, good luck to Tony and Madison. It's exciting for them. We'll catch up with them next week to find out uh, how, um, talk to Madison anyways, going over there, uh, how that youngster Bo Dazzler uh, settles in in the lead up to that big day. And by the by the way, besides the million dollar crack a million at 1,200, you've got the $1.5 million three-year-old. It's over a mile then you've got a million-dollar Aotearoa Classic. So it's a million dollars, four-year-olds, mile. Half a million Group 2 Westbury Classic, 1,400. There's a big sprint, the Concord Handicap, Group 3. It's worth 225. And there's the old man's saw trophy where, I dare say, Grishetti, the unbeaten galloper, will start a short price favourite in this race. So it's 1,200, $225,000. So it's a twilight fixture. Uh, Jan 27. And uh, by the way, let me just check the prices for Liam's Galloper uh, in that two-year-old race in Brisbane, currently with Tab for Saturday. And uh, at the moment, a commanding artist, or commanding artist there for Ryan Alexi uh, Ryan and uh, Sterling, Alexio, 195, and Dream Smart's at 480. 
and a 2.20. I'm feeling the horse may start a bit shorter than that on the weekend.